Hi, I'm Katie, the owner of Arch Publications, and you're listening to the Business Insights Podcast. This week, I got to meet Daniel Keane. He's a business owner from Sandbach with one goal. He wants to spread the love of music. He's the owner of Sandbach Music, based in the centre of town, and I spent some time with him finding out about all the strings to his bow. Sorry, couldn't resist. There are lessons, a retail space and repairs. Hope you enjoy it. The Arch Publications Podcast. So I'm from a local area anyway, because I'm also age of born and bred. And I was a primary school teacher uh, before I started this. And I was specialising in the arts. I was in sort of the really big primary schools in Stoke, where you talk, talking, you know, seven, eight hundred children in a primary school, which, I mean, to me, that seems big. Uh, I went just to a normal one form entry yeah, school. Yeah, big, yeah. To my wife, it's ridiculously massive, because she was at primary school at Biddulph Moor, where they amalgamated two, yeah. <laughs> two classes. Um, so, yeah, they were big schools. So I was mainly doing music, and then I'd get asked every now and again oh, so and so is off sick go and do this and that then started to make me sort of fall out of love with it a little bit mm-hmm. I couldn't do the music the same and then I went to a music teachers conference in London and bumped into the lady who had set this place up oh, okay and she was looking at selling it basically she'd been offered a permanent job with ABRSM she wasn't able to spend the time here anymore how long had she had it for? I think it was about five years right um, so and I thought hmm so I came and I looked around thought I can see a lot of potential here. I think if I, you know, if I focus on it, we could really do some good, you know, because all I've ever really been wanting to do is spread the love of music. So yeah, we negotiated, I bought the business offer and now three and a half years, nearly four years later, we've just grown astronomically. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we have 15 teachers, two admin staff, plus myself. We've got eight teaching rooms here now because we've wow. converted a few other rooms. And yeah, we, we've about 250 students now that come for weekly lessons. Wow. Um, of all ages. Okay. Uh, again, there's a great assumption that it's going to be children. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. There's, you know, we've got some, um, we've got some students that are in their eighties and nineties, and I think. What do they learn? Uh, well, you can learn anything. Um, I find the older the older students tend to be looking at more piano, right? Or, guitar. Yeah. Uh, well, ukulele seems to be more popular with the with the adults because I had. I was like, oh, is it guitar? I was like, no, ukulele is more popular with the adults. But yeah, I mean, we can teach anything, or certainly anything in the mainstream. Um, so we do strings, brass, woodwind, piano, guitar theory, uh, singing, uh, and we have uh, a little group called Mini Maestros, which is for four to six-year-olds, just sort of as a, an introduction to music in general. What, do, do they do recorders and ukuleles then? Uh, no. Oh. They, 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 it, it's sort of, it's looking at music theory using fun and games, and then they get an introduction on all different instruments. So one week, I will take my trumpet down, play a piece for them, we'll look at the instrument, explore how it works. Another week, the string teacher might go down with it. So they they don't necessarily learn an instrument, but they get to see all the instruments and have a go at them and, and learn about rhythm and yeah, yeah. And, and start yeah because they're the fundamentals of music and tone um, mm, tone not to a certain extent I mean it is a fundamental but not in minimize because you have to really be learning an instrument to start to then okay. perfect where you're going with it so and then they'll generally usually about twelve months after they've been doing that they'll then be like I know what instrument I want to learn I want to learn this and then we'll 
all see if we can fit them in equally if they want to go and learn somewhere else you know there's no it's not a it works nicely for us as a feed into other lessons mm. but the point of it is just to excite them about music yeah and that's the point with with all of it you know so how many instruments do you play then you've mentioned the trump trump did you say trombone no trumpet trumpet <laughs> As you can tell, uh, my knowledge of music instruments is very limited. When, when I came in before, I explained to you that I did play the tenor horn in school. And it was literally because my sister had played it. She'd left school and I was I wanted to do something. And we bought my parents had bought this tenor horn. And it used to freak me out because it was just full of her spit. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I did play that and I, I I probably wasn't the best, you know. I always had that red raw link, ring around the top yeah. of my lip. But we are a singing family. Um, my mum plays the piano and so and her mum played the piano a lot. So it's kind of, unfortunately, it's petered out through the generations. <laughs> but my mum does... Uh, three different choirs a week. She's uh, 75. She's done barbershop for years and she does um, like two other choirs in, in the village in Holmes Chapel where we live. Um, so I should be a bit more musical than I am really. Um, but you sound like, you know, you've got a lot of musical experience. So apart from that instrument, do you play any others? Uh, well, the first instrument I ever started learning was the piano. Um, but then I probably play more piano now than I used to. Right. Um, because I found enjoyment in playing it again. Do you play well? Uh, well, I did up to grade five. Right. And then I would say that I'm probably sort of grade five, grade six standard now. I don't particularly want to do any more grades on it. I don't have a need to. Um, but yeah, uh, but then I, when I went to, I did a degree in music and that was with brass being my main focus. Right. Um, and then I actually ended up getting into conducting whilst I was there. Wow. Um, so then until recently I conducted... Uh, well, pre-COVID, I had six local choirs that I was conducting. Really? Um, and, yeah, and then I do a bit of singing. and Choirs in Sandbach, then? Uh, I had the All Sage Community Choir. Right. Uh, we just started a Sandbach Community Choir when COVID hit. I used to run the uh, Crew Lyceum's Theatre Choir. Wow. So I started that off and then decided over COVID. I've already got about three other choirs. that It was starting from scratch. It was too much. Yeah. Uh, and then I used to be the junior vocal coach at the Regent Theatre pre-COVID. So I had a little wow. group of kids' choir there um, but again the ones that I wasn't directly responsible for like the Regent was a well that hasn't restarted after Covid oh. um, and then I decided not to restart the Sandbach one to focus getting the All Sage one back going mm-hmm. um, and then I have now handed that over to somebody else so that I've got the time to focus even on more the business. On, on, on the business and also just actually seeing my wife uh, okay you know, yeah. it, 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 it did take up a lot of time you know yeah. everybody sees as is the same with all the teachers here as well everybody sees the lesson they have or the rehearsal that they have with you what they don't see is the hours and hours of planning that has to go into that um i think yeah covid just made me realize how much time I did actually spend prepping on that that I hadn't necessarily realised before. Do you think that you would ever start the Sandbach Choir up again? Are you asked to on regular occasions by people who are in it? Um, I mean, I do get asked to do bits and bobs, but actually now I find I get asked by choirs in the area to go and help them. Um, So I have a couple of choirs now that I will go and visit them once a month, do a rehearsal with them, help them out in bits, and then sometimes I'll go and help them by... I'll conduct the concerts or things like this, because... And that's, in a way, quite nice because I get to go in and, you know, somebody else has already done all the really hard work in the background and I just get to put a bit of polish on the top. Yeah, and it's probably nice to have a different listening ear to how the sound is coming across. Yes, 
and and I think you know in a way that was where one of the reasons I stopped doing the All Sager Choir was I had a break for a few months in the run up to my marriage where I asked somebody else to go in and do it for me so I could concentrate on getting ready for the wedding and they then heard the pieces that I'd been doing differently and then I went back afterwards and I was like oh yeah actually this is this and mm. it made me then think actually I've been doing this quite I think I've been doing the choir for about four or five years and it was like oh maybe maybe it's time for a fresh set of mm. ears to come in and look at some other music and so yeah you know when, when I get to go to different choirs again it's just different set of ears on everything that's the thing I mean I, I know again from playing in brass bands you know it's a very competition based world we always get guests conductors in in the run-up to big competitions mm. because you have a they'll come in well, why why are you doing it that way why don't you try this way and it's more of a that you know and i yeah it, it just means again i can give some of my ideas i'll pick up ideas from the other people and we're just spreading it around yeah um and that you know so much of music is just cooperative and you're always learning and you're always listening you know and i think so many people don't realize how much music is actually in your life you know you go into sh- the amount of shops you go into there's music playing you know for me it now becomes quite obvious there's a few big high street names now that don't play music probably because they have to pay for it well yeah um, <laughs> you don't want to pay PRS. it becomes really obvious <laughs> when you're in there and you think oh it's mm. actually quite quiet yeah that's so true because now most young people are receiving music through like TikTok or I know Instagram have added music to their you can yeah. put music on their and posts. video games as well is a big oh, one massively I mean my son uh, he's 13 and he goes on TikTok and he'll sing songs or he'll like just sing short snippets of songs because that's all they sort of digest yeah. of th- songs from like the 90s or you know the 60s or 70s and he thinks he's hearing them for the first time and he thinks he's found this cool, cool thing but they've always been there and they've always been cool it's just that they're digesting them in a different way aren't yeah. they oh yeah and it, i mean it's strange i suppose it, to sort of, it's like the fact how uh, vinyl has now come back round mm-hmm. i mean i've never moved away from cd um, you? no I, I know i was people always thought i was very strange sort of when going to UD, and i'd be like well here's my several hundred cd collection mm-hmm. and my cd player in the car i've still got a car with a cd player wow and if i'm going to listen to something at home i either want it on the cd player or through a really good set of speakers if it's going to be a download because Mm. the music does get compressed yeah and I like to have that envelopment it'll never be perfect unless you're listening to it live yeah but it's just about that and I think something does and to me I just don't trust technology enough and I think well if my I know I keep looking at my computer making sure it's still recording (laughs) if my computer crashed and I lost all my music I've still got it all on CD yeah that's true So, so what do you listen to then anything and everything to be honest I mean, I used to even I used to say that the only thing I don't listen to is rap, but the musical Hamilton is quite rappy, and I do listen to that. So right. I suppose, really, yeah. To be fair, sixties to nineties pop is probably the most played on my list, um, and then quite a lot of classical. I go through phases of really liking jazz and blues. Yes, yeah. Um, and Hugh Laurie has got some fantastic blues albums out. Right. People know him as an actor, but he's an amazing piano player and singer. I, I, I highly didn't recommend. Know that. Yeah, he's he's got some really good blues stuff so yeah it varies and also I do listen to a lot of brass band stuff yeah um, sometimes purely just for the oh we played that piece on Wednesday I want to go and see if any bands play it better yeah uh, um, do you sing as well then I do but not a massive amount right. um, I used to find I would 
sing a lot when I was conducting because I would sing different parts and I used to record all four vocal parts so I would sing bass, tenor, alto and soprano on these recordings sometimes to great hilarity particularly yeah, with the soprano, soprano. lines um, but I get since um, I caught COVID at the start of 2022 and that's just decimated my voice really so it was funny I was doing some singing in our church choir uh, just before Christmas uh, and one of my best friends was like wow I've never heard your singing voice so low and it's very different and I was like so I've not really since I just I've not really done much singing since I had COVID and then you know you're your vocal muscles are a muscle mm-hmm. so with not then doing the singing my range has really shrunk whereas when I was singing two and three times a week my range grew and I could keep it there yeah um, but I enjoy singing but I always find I get I get far too nervous with singing because I've always found learning words hard right. but you can learn sheet music can you I mean sheet music is always my preferred I can play by ear love listening to jazz but playing it terrifies me mm-hmm. we, we had a bit of a jazzy piece in our band Christmas concert I spent about six weeks doing nothing but playing that one piece. Wow. Because I was like, I need to... And again, it's all right for the music to say, be a bit freer or play ad-lib. I was like, no, I need a dot on a note. I was trained to play dots on there. Yeah. To just suddenly say, here's the chord of F. I was like, I know the theory. I know what should happen, but I just do not have the confidence to do that at all. Um, And I have huge respect and admiration for those that will just go. You know, in in a way, it's... It's confidence. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, because um, you know, improv, isn't it? Yeah, for, for me, you know, I, like, I know the theory. I know what I should play and what should sound right, but I just don't have the confidence that I would be able to pull it off. I, um, I think you probably would. And it's it's it's, it's, that, it's that thing, you know. That's how I've always, you know, the, I went to um, Leeds College of Music, which is world renowned for mm. jazz, right? Uh, and had a big jazz thing, and I was doing the classical course, so I. I heard jazz all around me and had good friends that were playing trumpets on the jazz course and they'd be like oh just do this this and this and I'd be like it's witchcraft yeah um, it is but, but equally there are some people you know who give them you know the amount of most choirs that I've worked with are more community choirs the amount of people in those choirs that can't read music mm-hmm. you know so again to them me reading four lines of music just like that is witchcraft absolutely um, yeah you yeah. know the same as you know talk of foreign language so I, I know English and that's and the odd word of French yeah whereas that's... some people can recite six and seven languages my, my mum can read music really well and she can also play by ear a little bit um, and that's she got that from my grandma and when I was little I was in a choir as well um, in Stockport called the Meyer Choir. I don't know whether it's still going, but it was like a, a young person's mm. choir, and and I I could read mu- read music a little bit. I feel like I've lost it a bit. Well, I feel like I've lost it completely. I suppose it was like riding a bike. No, it's not like riding a bike. You need it's something that you need to practice and keep up. Not necessarily. I think there's a lot of if the knowledge is there. Um, I mean, to be fair, my, my wife's quite a good example because she learnt the cornet when she was at school. I think she got to about grade two or three then stopped playing and it's only in the last couple of years she's restarted and you know yes at first she felt oh I've, I've forgotten everything but now more and more it's oh yeah I remember doing this I remember doing that and then you suddenly see a rapid yeah. increase in improvement and it's you know I, I stopped playing my cornet for a good three or four years at one point um, just because if I, I wasn't in a band and then you know when you're in a band you've got a reason to practice yeah yeah. And it was that thing, you know, you'd think, oh, yeah, I'll still practice. I enjoy playing. It'd be like, well, I do. And I did. 
but there wasn't a reason to practice. Mm. So then life got in the way. When I picked it back up again, it was really hard at first. I could remember the notes, but it's not just about that. You've got the stamina and everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and that, that's one of the biggest problems with me for playing the piano, you know, is if I've not done it for a while, it's getting your fingers back to moving. You know, your, yeah. your finger muscles don't naturally move all around and do all that sort of bits. And there's things like that that people don't take into consideration as well. Yeah. You know, music, whatever instrument you play, there are muscles involved. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's why I say no instrument is necessarily easier than the other, certainly not on a universal level. Mm-hmm. I strongly believe that there is an instrument for everybody. Yeah. And everybody will find a certain instrument easier than others. You know, I, I remember, uh, I mean, I ended up on the trumpet because I found a trumpet in my grandma's loft that my uncle had had as a child. So there was an instrument accessible to me. It was one with a massive dent in that you could never get in tune. But the (laughs) instrument was there, which then, you know, I then got a reasonable ability to be able to badger my mum enough to buy me my own. Yeah. But before that, I know that um, I'd been given a clarinet from a family member to try. I just made it squeak and got through about three reads a day and realised that wasn't the instrument for Violin, have you ever? I've, well, I've had a couple of goes on a violin because one of my best friends at school played the violin, but I've never seriously picked one up and tried to have a lesson. That to me is a very alien instrument in how you hold it. But again, you know, when I see violin players play, it just looks like a natural extension of their arm. And I think, but to me, that's very unnatural. But again, you give somebody a cornet. I mean, even, you know, with brass, you give somebody a cornet and you give somebody a massive double bass. To me, I can't get enough air through a double bass no, to consist of massive. That, yeah. But if you gave them a cornet, they'd be like, Blum is trying to play into a pea shooter. You know, it's, everybody is built differently. And, you know, I think there's no harm in having a go. You know, I'm always having a go at things and, yeah, I think my wife gets a bit bored. Oh, what instrument have you bought now? I'll like, oh, have a go at this one. I'll have a go at this. We sat in your office and the place does sound like it's buzzing. We've got somebody learning an instrument. I can hear from my left side. It sounds like a piano. Yeah. Uh, this sounds like there's a class arrived. So you do classes here as well then, don't you? Do you want to just tell me about the classes that you do? Um, well, yeah, it's just a case of any instrument can be taught either individually. Or as uh, a group. Or as a group. Most of the groups are pairs. So, so you know we, we, we've got a few where it's you know parent and child have decided to both learn together or if there's two siblings and they both want to learn and then in t- specific classes we just have th- there's a theory class uh, which makes it much easier to and more affordable to learn than having it privately mm-hmm. and also the, the mini maestros that we is this the mini maestros that have arrived now yes it will be ah, okay. I was looking at the blank space where there used to be a clock I couldn't well all of our clocks are the same in the building right uh, and then when I when we did put an extra room uh, in last year, I needed a clock for it, and right. I couldn't find the exact same clock, so I gave my clock to that room. So do you ever go into a studio um, with? Do you ever have any kids or adults that learn, and then they go on to be like, you know, go into the studios and start like forming bands and that kind of thing? Um, it's hard to say to be honest, because you know, I've only been. It's sort of been three and a half, four yeah. years. We have had kids that have gone on to music college and to do music at university. Um, and equally, you know, we do find, you know, September is a reasonably high turnover of, you know, students have reached university age, mm. they go off. But there's, then there's always some more waiting to come through. Mm. Um, but, you know, even if they do or don't, you know, that that's not 
what it's about. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, you can get very caught up on, you know, oh, well, we've got a 100% pass rate at our exams. And it's like, well, that's lovely. Yeah. You know, and we do, which is lovely. But that's, again, that's not what it's about. We have a 100% pass rate, but we probably only have about 15% of our students that do exams. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, it's just about as much learning to play for pleasure as it yeah. is the exams. And certainly in recent years, actually, the exams are only really, <laughs> they only seem important to those wanting to go to university because yeah. now when you're grade five and above you get UCAS points with your grades oh okay um, since they started doing that again now people want to take exams that might have thought oh, I'm not too bothered but if you're a few UCAS points short and you can get a hundred odd points from doing a grade eight exam it's worth yeah definitely going through but yeah, to, to, to be honest, unless... I mean, again, they're also better because um, Rock School, for example, that we've got a very good relationship with, their syllabuses use pieces of music that you would just want to play. What is Rock School then? Is it like an online school? Or is it... No, it, it's an exam board. Um, okay. So uh, there's three main ones in this country at the moment, which is ABRSM, which is one everybody's heard of because they're the ones that... They're the, they have the links with the Royal Music Colleges and you know, they're, the, they're the big old institution. Yeah. Then there's Trinity, uh, which... And then you've got Rock School. Right. And originally Rock School started with just drums and guitars and that sort of thing. But now... They've started a, a classical line as well. So you, you can do classical piano exams with them. They've got a violin syllabus. Uh, I think they've just brought out a woodwind one, you know, so, so there. And you can do all sorts of bits. And again, originally when they first started, they were seen as the, uh, you know, the young upstart. Now, I, I, you know, when you, it's how you learn, you know, because ABRSM is the old school scales theory. Yeah. All that. Rock School and Trinity both give options of week. Uh, well, you still have to do scales, but there's also uh, musicianship elements and improvisation elements in oh, some okay. of them. So they're looking at other areas. And yeah. I was ABRSM when I was growing up. There wasn't really any alternative for brass and piano when I was doing my grades. Mm. Um, or certainly that was, you know, I, th I think I did get some UCAS points for my grade eight, but it, you only got them through ABRSM then. You get them through all of them now. Oh, right, okay. Um, and, you know, as that monopoly that ABRSM had is starting to break away, I think it's doing wonders and it, you know... Modernising it, things. It, yeah, and, you know, if, if, if your grade syllabus has a piece that you'd like, that you listened to and wanted to learn anyway, mm. then it suddenly becomes a... Oh, well, I, I was already going to learn that piece. Go on, I'll take the exam. And, you know, and then it's the, yeah, I, I did my grade six or, you know, I, yeah. I did my grade five or you know, even just I did my grade two. You know, we organise concerts for our students um, at Christmas and try and get one in in the summer. Where do they happen? Venues change, but we now, we did our Christmas one this year at the Wesley Centre. Okay. Um, and that worked really well for us. So hopefully they'll continue to be there. Um, and we say, we do, we do two concerts over an afternoon, 20 slots in each, um, and just do a first come, first serve for who wants them. And that's great. Because again, you know, this time we had adults and kids in the same concert. Yeah. And, you know, again, there's the preconception, oh, well, they're an adult, so they're going to be grade six, grade seven. Oh, that adult just played the same piece as that yeah. child. And it's like, yeah, because adults are learning new as well. Yeah. Age does not matter in music whatsoever. All that matters is you want to learn it. Yeah. Um, so it's really lovely. And then that gives the performance opportunities, which without that, your only other option to do a performance is to take an exam. 
but sitting in front of an examiner in a very you know in a room it's a stressful is, situation yeah. as well um, and again that's why it's nice for some that we can do exams here because mm-hmm. if you come in here week in week out for your lesson you already know the environment we've found now that we tend to have the same two or three examiners on a, on a rotational basis so we get that good rapport with the examiners you know it doesn't affect the results in terms of oh go on then you've come here before you know there's nothing you know yeah, nothing yeah. like that no favoritism but it means that the students are then a bit more relaxed mm. the examiners are more relaxed because they know that they're going to be looked after and have a nice time and then, and then the music just flows better yeah um you know and again you don't have to be one of our students to do your exam here we're, we're a public center oh, right, so okay. anyone can come um you know, this time we had a, a guy on drums who actually was talking to me afterwards and said well actually there's an exam center that's closer to me but I did my first exam here and I did really well so now I want to come back because yeah. it's linked with good results yeah and, like, and that's great um we've we've talked about the, the music side of the business tell me a bit about the shop and the things that you said people can come and get from there can they buy instruments they can buy instruments we always have recorders and ukuleles we keep in stock okay um but then anything else we can get in but we don't generally keep in stock a because with us being on the first floor we don't get a huge amount of passing trade because yeah. people don't necessarily know we're here but b space yeah you know most of our space is taken up with teaching rooms as you can see my office is also the storeroom yes. so i don't have room um but if someone say wanted to learn how to play an instrument they could come to you and say all right i really want to play the guitar what would you recommend that i started with and then you would be able to advise them we, we can advise them we can get instruments in or certainly for things like guitar we do have some electric and acoustic guitars and bass guitars that we own oh, that wow. they can use for lessons and then we do you know we do say providing we've still got enough in we'll say oh well you can rent this office for the first couple of months and so you've decided wow. it's for you and then either we can look at getting an instrument in for you or you know again there's plenty of other music shops that are about that we can recommend to say go there it's important to try an instrument first Mm. Um, yes but equally we do get some people go oh i know what instrument i want not a worry then if you know you definitely want it we can get those in there will always be some we can't because particularly the big expensive brands often want you to go to them direct Mm. and they'll have to you have to spend thousands with us a year well we can't do that we're a small shop but it's you know, even things like we now have three or four different guitar string brands. Right. Um, you know, because again, guitar strings are one of those that once you found the strings you like, you, you stick with that brand. So Ernie Ball is sort of our go-to because that's one of the most popular. And then we have a couple of other brands around that. And we now have people who don't have lessons with us, but we see them every couple of months when they come and buy their next pack of guitar strings. So so ultimately, if somebody wanted something music-based, be it an instrument, be it um, something like strings, or I was just thinking a reed for a clarinet. Yeah, we've got, we do. We have we have clarinets, alto sax, and some tenor sax reeds in at the moment. Do actually. I sound like I know what I'm talking about? A little almost, bit. almost, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I keep all these memories of school and instruments keep coming back to me. And then um, they can come in, and there's a very good chance you'll be able to help them in some way. So yeah. you'll either and point and them in the right music. Store. It'll either be in stock, or we can literally go. Oh, yeah, it's here at the supplier. It'll be this much. It'll be here next week. We'll order it. Yeah. So um, someone can email you, or. They 
we yeah, can pop they, in. Yeah, they can email us. They can go on the website. I mean, we certainly have um, brass cleaning products by B Sharp. It's like our biggest seller online. Oh. Because um, there's not a huge amount of stockists to them in the country. They're really important, though. <laughs> very. There's There's been some really nasty cases of people um, getting lung diseases and things from not keeping their instruments clean. Yeah. It's made by a company uh, in Crewe called Qualcomm. Oh. Um, they devised it and sell it. And Foden's band, obviously the world famous band from so much, endorse it. Um, so yeah, we were like, yeah, we stock that. And that's that's probably our biggest seller online. But you know, again, we do have quite a lot of bits on there. We even sell gift items like mugs. And at Christmas, we sold musical Christmas crackers. The whole business is just about spreading love of music. It's yeah. not about making money really in any way. So we charge the absolute bare minimum we can to cover our costs on the lessons. So the retail is then just about enabling us to, oh, if an amp breaks, we can buy another one. So we will always, if possible, charge slightly less than the recommended retail price because we just want to you know again if somebody's like I oh, really need a music stand as long as I've covered my cost getting it in if that person's like I literally only have a tenant in my name yeah. it's like, fine you, you know we will do whatever we can to help people yeah. um, you know and that, that's the thing it's just making people realise you know we're not some big corporation we're just a bunch of people that, that really absolutely love music, love music. Yeah. so yeah. you are going to be promoting the business um, in the Go Local Sandbatch. What is it that you want to particularly promote for? Is it just the business as a whole and everything that you offer? Yes, to be honest. Okay. Is a short answer. Um, because retail would be amazing because we do, you know, that's where we do actually make some money that enables us to move forward. And, you know, since I've taken over, completely upgraded all the lighting in the place. It's now all LED, mm. and which obviously is great for energy but also means we can see much better we've redecorated the whole place every room that we've brought a couple of new teaching rooms online which means we can now teach more things in them but Mm -hmm. then each one needs a digital piano we've put soundproofing in them so it's again it's not just a case of getting a decorator in Mm. most of the money for that comes from retail and repairs right um so it's making people aware we're here for that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have lessons with us for that. But also just, we are here for lessons. It'd be great. We, we only started opening on a Monday in September and we've already filled most of that capacity. Wow. So we can now start to you- open an hour later on a Monday and grow it. You know, we, we like to grow, as grow slowly and as the need is there. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I could talk talk to you forever. I really <laughs> could. Thank you very much. I don't want to take up too much of your time. You've probably got a lesson to do. Yeah. Do you still teach? I do every now and again. Okay. Uh, I, I try not to do, I don't have any regular the students here I'll, right. I'll cover if desperately needed most of my teaching is still I still do teacher training for up and coming primary right. school teachers I go and teach them how to teach music in the classrooms and things like that uh, but no I don't do much one-to-one anymore right I still like it I just find you haven't got the time yeah all of the staff here know you know my mantra is always we're only as good as our worst teacher so therefore there isn't a worst teacher they are all amazing mm-hmm. um, they're all brilliant I would trust them all with my life if I'm honest I really you know it's a great great team that we've got you can tell that although we are you know I say there's 15 teachers all together but we're a small family you know um, Monday this week we went out to the Wheat Sheaf in Sandbach for a Christmas meal Yeah, we were, all went out we all had a good time and it's you know it's that thing of well yeah we're, we're a family we'll go and have a meal together as a family mm-hmm. we, we all know each other and all that sort of thing and it, it's yeah it, it's just the it's like going to somebody's living room for your lesson 
but there are the added benefits of the shop and the repair. And, oh, I've been learning piano. I really quite fancy having a quick go at the guitar. Mm. Oh, well, no worries, because there's a teacher for that here, so you could do that. Thank you so much for spending all this time with me chatting about the business. And I really am looking forward to seeing you grow and develop over the next 12 months. And maybe we could meet again in 12 months (laughs) and have a catch up. Sounds good. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you to Daniel from Sandbatch Music for taking the time to talk to us for the Arch Publications Business Insight Podcast. If you're interested in featuring on our podcast, get in touch for more information and also subscribe to our podcast on your favourite podcast platform. The Arch Publications Podcast.